Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 138. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Hashdash. Currently, consumers leverage multiple online resources to research, find, and purchase cannabis products. Hashdash has created a single source for education, products, brands, dispensaries, and takes it one step further by pairing users with products that match their profile and needs through their unique matching algorithm. The smartest way to search and match with cannabis products. Sign up for their free beta release at Hashdash.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter at Hashdash and on Instagram at Hashdash.com. Approximately 40 million people deal with some form of anxiety, and that's just in the U.S. alone. This crippling experience can hold us back from doing a number of things. This wave of anxiety can be triggered by a number of different things as well, and everyone's triggers are different. It could be a new job, talking in front of a large group, attending a networking event. As with anything... It's important to understand these triggers, but it's just as important to understand how to navigate them. There are a number of strategies you can use to address your anxiety. And just like anything else, not one size fits all. By the end of this episode, you'll be able to effectively manage your anxiety and take control of the present. So how do you accomplish that? Number one, stay in the present. Nine times out of ten, we are so worried about tomorrow, what could go wrong tomorrow, or what could go wrong next week. We fixate on the worst case scenario and think that is the reality. That must be how things will go. 
by slipping into this thinking, we rob today of its time. We paralyze ourselves. The idea and tactic here is to step outside of the future what-ifs and come back down to now, the present. You might be thinking, okay, that's great. That's all easier said and done. So how do I do that? How do I stay in the present? You need to trigger a present state of mind. You need to pull yourself out of the what-if thinking and bring yourself back to now. To do that, you can simply ask yourself these two questions. What is happening now? Is there something I need to be doing right now? The idea behind both questions is to get your mind looking in front of you now, analyzing what is unfolding at your feet. And the reality, it's a way to hear these things out loud rather than these thoughts layered in your mind. We do a really good job living in our heads. And by sitting in the attic all the time, we are paralyzing ourselves from moving on anything. And we rationalize not moving or taking that leap. Think about this for a moment. You can come up with endless excuses or reasons why something could go south until literally the end of time. And if that's the case, what would you really do, if anything at all, with life? Ask yourself that. Where is the means to an end when we try to rationalize not doing something or allow anxiety to cripple our movement? Another way to bring yourself back down from floating away? Say out loud what you're experiencing. Again, anxiety tends to wrap its tentacles around our mind, making us think what we are experiencing is crippling and impassable. And that couldn't be further from the truth. It's a moment in time. It's temporary. An effective way to build upon this is to question your thoughts. What is bouncing around in your mind? Does it make sense? Is it realistic? Rephrase what is leaking from your mind and throw it through a filter. An example of this filtration is rephrasing the things we tell ourselves. An example. Let's say you have an interview for the dream job you've wanted for years. But the night before the interview, your anxiety starts to show its ugly face. And the only thing your mind is repeating is something along the lines of, I'm going to fuck up. Rather than letting this toxic thinking dig its claws into your mind, shift the thinking to, I'm nervous, but I've been prepared for two weeks for this. Label that you're nervous, don't hide from it, but remind yourself of the work you've done to secure that interview. Label how prepared you are. These are all practices, right? Meaning we will never be perfect, nor should we strive for that. It's a constant state of practicing this thinking until it becomes natural than it is today. 
Number two, leverage your network. As I mentioned earlier, when anxiety takes the steering wheel, we start to become distracted. And those distractions distort our reality. A great way to defog our lens is to bounce ideas or thoughts off of a close friend, a colleague, a mentor, your significant other, even someone that has dealt with anxiety themselves. This addresses two things. It helps to articulate those feelings and thoughts out loud, painting a picture of, of how you've built them and framed them in your mind, a similar action to, to writing things down, which again, helps for you to potentially see just how crazy they sound. Because anxiety has a way of making us believe that whatever we're facing is much more scary or worse than it actually is. But the bigger piece, which is within the same boat, it puts you in a position where you are explaining what you are feeling, what you are thinking, what you're experiencing, which means that you are backing that thinking with additional points. And when the other person across the table hears those things, they can ask additional questions. And when you go to answer them, you need to dig deeper and you hit that aha moment, that epiphany, the moment where you answer their question and realize you're right, you're right. This is crazy. I have nothing to fear. I'm going to fucking crush my interview. Number three, start moving. When anxiety starts to starts up its, its record label in our mind, it pulls us in. It pulls us in like the rip current in the ocean. And just like getting out of the rip current, you can swim as hard and long as you can directly to shore. But no matter how hard you try, it will keep pulling you back. And the only way to get back to shore is to swim parallel to the shoreline while gradually making your way inward. Anxiety is no different. In some cases, you can fight it head on. But sometimes it's really about breaking that thought cycle. You might have found yourself in in many scenarios where you were constantly thinking of that next worry, the next thing that could go wrong. And eventually, you've dug yourself into this deep hole in your head. And those tunnels, they can be really tricky to get out of. The best thing you can do is to get up and start moving. Start doing something. Movement alone can help to break that thought cycle and that tunnel digging. It can preoccupy your mind by focusing on something else rather than the toxic thoughts pulling you away from shore. To realign your thinking, to boost your your sense of well-being, it forces you to focus on your body movement rather than your mind movement. So what are some of those things? It could be as simple as going for a walk, working out, watering the, the plants around your house or apartment, decluttering and cleaning your house or apartment. And this one serves as a as a double whammy in my opinion. Decluttering can help to alleviate that feeling of things closing in. 
and physically open up some space in your living area. And it also helps to lower your chances of just losing something in the clutter, which could potentially trigger your anxiety. These small tactics can greatly help to influence your physical space, but also hopefully deter a trigger down the road. These physical activities can literally be anything. I found the more focus the task or action requires, the better it is at interrupting that thought pattern. Now, I want to be clear. This is not to avoid the anxiety. This tactic can be used to calm yourself down and crack the bridge from calm world to overthinking world. Number four, lean into fear. You might be thinking, well, this sounds counterintuitive. Let me explain. When anxiety strikes, we go into avoid mode a lot of the time. And by not addressing that thing standing in our way, and in some cases, we sprint in the opposite direction as fast as possible. Now that behavior, it does provide relief. But I want to be clear here. It provides momentary relief. And what that means is that the next time anxiety or comes knocking or something that triggers anxiety shows its face, you will go back to that same place. Which means that it's merely sweeping things under the rug. It hides it. Which builds that mound under the rug bigger and bigger and bigger. So in other words, you are going to potentially make yourself even more anxious in the future. That compounded effect. Never addressing the root of anything only allows for a band-aid fix. If you can stand up and lean into fear, lean into that anxiety, you can prove to yourself that whatever you fear, whatever it is driving the anxiety, you're able to push past it. The way through anxiety is by learning that what you fear isn't likely to happen. And if it does, you'll be able to cope with it. These are important things to understand. I bet, and I can speak for myself here, whenever anxiety shows up, 10 times out of 10, whatever it is that you've fabricated in your head for potential what-ifs don't actually materialize. And if that's the case, leaning into that fear, that anxiety, and being fearless will actually prove to you that it's all in your mind. You're physically acting on something, creating physical results. The more consistently you can lean into this too, the more excitement you expose in life. The more, holy shit, I actually can do that. Or, that wasn't so bad. Or, wow, that didn't go even remotely close to how I thought it would go. These are the shackles of life we all need to break free from. Life is filled with opportunity. But the only way you see that opportunity is by adjusting your prescription, your vision prescription. Life has no shortage of opportunity. 
But before you can take advantage of that opportunity, you need to be able to see it. Each week, I do a shout-out of either a review of the podcast, a DM I've received, a mention, a question. The purpose in this segment is to show each of you how so many others are going through the same struggles, pushing for the same things, looking for something more out of life, but more importantly, they're doing it. They're striving for more out of life. This week's shout-out is by Chrissy, who wrote a review on Apple. Thanks, Scott, for sharing your knowledge and time. I've been listening to your podcast for about seven months and find it extremely motivating. I've shared your podcast with my husband, 54, my 20-year-old daughter, who's a junior in college, and her roommates, my 19-year-old daughter, who's a freshman in college, my 17-year-old son, who's a junior in high school, and my 14-year-old son, who's in eighth grade. There is something to be learned by everyone, no matter what your age is. You have a great way of putting things into perspective and easily understood. Thanks for doing this podcast. Chrissy, thanks so much for sharing it. Thanks so much for spreading the word. For all of you that share the podcast, it truly means a lot to me. That's how this podcast continues to go up in followers and downloads and impact more so than anything creating value to other people. So thank you, Chrissy. Thank you to all of you that continue to share the podcast, post it on your stories on Instagram, throw it on TikTok, throw it on Snap, share it on Facebook. I can't thank you enough for an opportunity to be next week's shout out. Please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. You might just be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into effective anxiety management. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at The Motivated underscore Mind and on Facebook at The Motivated Mind Podcast. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a Mindset Production.